Good evening. It is Across the Tracks. We are back. It's been a minute, a couple weeks. And so we're going to continue to uh, do positive things and discuss the topics of the time and move forward. I'm Hey, and I'm Wayne. Good to be back. Uh, it has been a couple of weeks, but in that couple of weeks, oh man, a lot of things have gone on. And so um, looking forward to lively discussion tonight on the topics that uh, we have chosen to uh, direct our attention towards. So I'm um, looking forward to it, my friend. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. Let's move on then. What's, All what's right. what we got going on? What's the first topic? Well, I think the first topic we ought to ought to discuss um, is a sports topic, and that was this past week um, the NBA um, had a boycott, and um, that followed suit. A lot of the other sports leagues fell in line: uh, Major League Baseball, WNBA, uh, Major League Soccer, uh, some tennis uh, was involved in that as well. So I think we ought to start with that, and. Um, some people say it was monumental uh, for the NBA doing that. I, I applaud them taking the action, but I wish they would have taken it further. I, mean, I wish they had taken it further and said, you know what? We're done. We're, we're, we're shutting it down. We're done. And uh, as I was talking to my wife, this is the third opportunity that black athletes have, 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 have take action that would really get people's attention. The first was when Colin Kaepernick took a knee. Only a few black athletes supported Colin Kaepernick. The second opportunity, I think, to to show what time it is and and hit people where it really counts is when they were called, especially NFL players, were called sons of bitches by the current occupant at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. (laughs) They didn't do anything from that. And now we have the shooting of Mr. Blake in Wisconsin. And, OK, you, you take action. You, you're going to shut, shut your game down. And I'm thinking like, wow, they're going to boycott. Wow, this is major. But you came back to play a few days later. And in my opinion, that doesn't serve the purpose. I think in this country, if you really want to draw attention to what's going on, you need to hit people where it hurts. And that's in their pocketbooks. Because until that happens, I don't think these these owners, uh, who the who are the majority are white men, they are not going to take us seriously. They are not going to. Why should they? Why should they? So I'm glad they did it. And other people, you know, hey, you know, we're not going to play tonight, whatever. But here was another opportunity to show people, you know, what we're tired, we're done, we're not going to perform anymore, we're not going to help you line your pockets with money off of our talents. And I, I thought this was a this was a golden opportunity. And in my view, part of it was missed. So I'll throw it back to you, your your ideas, your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's there's a couple things in play. The NBA and the WNBA is like no other uh, professional sports organization, especially the NBA, because they really have uh, uh, the players have a great deal more power than the NFL will ever have. Uh, reason being is that NBA players have guaranteed contracts. Right. Right. The NFL doesn't have guaranteed contracts, so they're really 
you know, um, they are really controlled by their owners. While in the NBA, you know, the power lies within the players. So as far as that goes, going along with that idea of them boycotting and then um, getting back to it. Yeah, they could have taken it a little bit further. They could have said, we're going to shut this down. But the 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 thing that that concerns me is that they should have, to me, uh, did a little bit more strategizing while they're down there. And I hope they still do this. And that is, is to get more professional sports involved. Yes. You know, I, I, I tell you, if if I was those guys, I would be on the phone with every professional golfer. Seeing that a lot of the golfers are from overseas, yep, from yep. foreign countries, that if they, you know, contact them and get them on, on board, I guarantee you they'll be changed because, you know, golf is quote unquote, a white boy sport. And, you know, the current occupant, if I would like to see how he would turn in his own shit if the golfers decided to boycott, what will he say to them? What will he say to those people? And if they got on board, and I think that's what the NBA should have done and still should do is get these golfers on board, call them and say, hey, at least say that you're going to boycott a tournament or definitely boycott the occupants golf courses. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. If you do that, then then some things I think will get done. I'm not hating. I'm not hating on the uh, the NBA, you know, and whether they play the rest of the time or not. You know, um, to me, now, you know, I don't watch a lot of basketball. You know, I, I just don't. And I think they had the, the voice to do it, and they could have went ahead and taken it a step further. But I think there's somebody else in the background, I think, that kind of persuaded them to go ahead and play. And that was a previous occupant, from my understanding. Yep, that's what I heard. And, yeah, uh, and, you know. and I think they were showing deference. Right, uh, right. And I think there was a little also a little bit of inconsistencies between the different teams. You yep. know, you've got the, the, the president of the players union not involved in them doing that first boycott that right. first night. And so there's a little bit of a. Uh, uh, inconsistencies there with, you know, the leaders, official leaders of the players union and then the Milwaukee books, because they decided that they weren't going to play, uh, you know, right before the game started. Right. So yeah, they made right, that, yeah. right before they made that, yeah, they made that stand without letting anybody else really know what was going on. So right. it, 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 it built in a little wedge. Yeah, but I yeah. still see there's a way that they could get together and still force the issues, and especially with all the other teams that basically said that they were going to do it. Major, right. I, mean, I think it was Major League Baseball falling in. Also, even if it was just one night, 
put a um, it was a hefty price on them because mm-hmm. because you know baseball is America's game, right? Everybody knows not really anymore, but right. at that time, <laughs> you know, it used to be America's game. Yeah. And they boycotted, you know, the WNBA boycotted, you know, professional tennis, as you mentioned, uh, some of the tennis players have boycotted. And so there's still power in that focus simply because they've got guaranteed contracts, unlike all the other sports do not. Right. Well, you, you mentioned, you know, while, while these guys are down there and ladies are down there in the bubble, especially for the basketball folks. You know, you mentioned strategizing and and Marv and I have talked about this and she's like, this, this could work. They could literally shut down mm-hmm. professional sports. And she said what it would take would like, you know, maybe some of the, the high profile athletes. And, you know, you got Michael Jordan out there who is an owner. He's the only black owner of an NBA team. Maybe you enlist him. But maybe there's some way for guys who don't have guaranteed contracts. Maybe you could. Get get somehow some way set up a fund to support guy who like if if you're gonna do this we got your back you know we're gonna support you there's enough money floating around between all these athletes sponsors and whatnot you could do this yep and I think that would bring about a lot of the change that people are marching about protesting about you got to hit people where it matters. And until you start taking money out of their pockets, they're not going to pay any attention to you marching in the street. Right. But let them start losing money from their stadiums being closed. And and they're not making money off of, you know, this guy because he's he's an agent to this person and whatnot. And the endorsements are, you nah, know, we're not doing that. We're not playing. We're not endorsing anything. Now maybe you can bring people to the table and say, look, we want reformation of the police department. We, we're not saying defund it. But there are certain things we want to see in this country that are going to help us be better. I think it could be done. I think, it, and, and that's how I think you do it, is the guys who are willing to go out on that limb because they don't have a guaranteed contract. Hey, we got your back. We got your back. We have a fund set up. We got your back. And I guarantee you this wouldn't go on very long. Because money talks. Lose, oh, yeah. Losing money will speak volumes. And, and so and the, that's, that's, that's what I'd like to see. That's what I'd like to see. The other thing is, is that they can get really the, the true power in this country has always been business. Yep. You know, and uh, right now our legislators, they're nothing but a big friggin purse that will take any dollars they can to keep their position. And so the other thing is that you got to get these uh, lobbyists. They're the ones that can put the pressure on on these legislators and congressmen and congresswomen and the senators. They're really the only one because the others don't they don't give a shit. You know, uh, Yertle the turtle, he's not going to give a shit. Whatever (laughs) happens. Whatever happens, he goes, oh, I'm just not going to I'm just not going to put the bill up to, to vote. Right. Right. You know, right. so, you know, we got the, the voting rights bill that's out there. It's been on the desk for months. He says, oh, I'm not going to put it up there to vote. No, nah, yeah. I'm not going to do that. And so those are the ones that they got to get. You know, those are the ones that they have to influence. They they're the ones that really have the power, which should not be that way. You know, you shouldn't be 
parked in your office making calls to get money all the time. Right, right. Because and and those people that all senators and congressmen they run for re-election, especially congressmen, they run for re-election every two years. They always got their hands out, so they're not going to yeah. do anything that's going to uh, keep them from keeping their. You know, I don't even. I think they make one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars a year, and that doesn't include what the lobbyists slide right, them under right, the table. Right, right, right. But, but that's kick, yeah, yep. yeah, that's the route to go. You know, they can do that. You know, and I agree mm. with you one hundred percent that they, if they strategize, they got to let time in a bubble strategize. Yeah, yeah. They can be a, they can become a force. They you know? could. And, and and it's sad that the NFL doesn't have that power. No, because no. I guarantee well, you the NFL right now, they're the owners of the NFL are freaking shaking in their boots. Absolutely. You know, and it, absolutely. if if they had the same agreement that the NFL, there wouldn't be any question about guys taking knees and stuff like no, they wouldn't. No. They wouldn't do that because, like you said, those those uh, stadiums need to be filled. That's right. You know, I mean, and, and you 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 could you contrast and compare Adam Silver as the commissioner of the NBA, I mean, he is, I mean, he gives the players like, look, I'm behind these guys. Roger Goodell is sort of wishy-washy at times. I mean, you, you, you know, he did this interview, I think it was earlier this week or might've been last week about now he realizes that, you know what? I should have talked to Colin Kaepernick when I was, you damn right. You should have talked to this guy, you know, but you, you, laid down at the altar of the current occupant and fell in line with his foolishness. And so you blew an opportunity. People would have looked at the NFL a lot favorably. Dude, all you had to do was talk to this guy, reach out a hand, find out what he what, what's going on with this guy. But you never did because you you bowed to the altar of the current occupant. And so I, unless the, a commissioner like Adam Silver takes over the NFL – the NFL is going to be always behind the curve when it comes to that's, social justice issues. That's never and going to happen. It's never going to happen. Never and going to I, happen. I saw, I saw last week too. I think it was mentioned that you know Jerry Jones, um, you know he's like sort of trying to dictate how the how his players can protest. Well, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like that. I mean, come on, man. You know, it, it's not the I, first time, Wayne. That's it's not the first time the in Roger Goodell is nothing but the owner's boy. Yeah, it's their yep. puppet. He's not going to do anything that's going to upset the owners. Yeah, that's how yep. it is, right? And and the reason is that NFL players don't have guaranteed contracts. Yeah. They don't have guaranteed contracts. If they had yeah. guaranteed contracts, then they would say, man, don't, don't fucking tell me that I can't take a knee. Get the fuck right. out of here. Right. You know I mean, really, they would. Right. And, and, and that's where, okay, you the, the sports that do, again, we the sports that do, the guys that got money coming in, they got endorsement money coming in, they're getting paid from their, their contract, whatever. Dude, we got you back. This is to me. This is a Muhammad Ali moment. This is a Bill Russell moment. Yep. This is one of those moments, man, where the country is about ready to explode, all, all over social injustice. And here is the door is open for you to step in, 
And I think there would be enough guys, and especially if they got Michael involved as an owner, to say, look, let, let's let's get our NFL brothers, our Major League Baseball brethren, our WNBA sisters, we got your back. If you are going, if you want to see positive change in this country, we got your back. But we, if you join us, we got your back. And, and I, that would scare the hell out of people. That would scare the hell out of people yeah. because now there's purpose. There's purpose to this organization. And uh, is it? Will it ever happen? I seriously doubt it. But it's a nice dream to have because we got to do something. We have to do something, man, because this marching and people protesting and the violence, it's getting us nowhere. It's getting us nowhere. Yeah, it's getting that dumbass uh, more people to vote for him. Right. Because it's it's being That's used as a political pawn, you know, exactly. you know, see, 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 didn't I tell you, didn't I tell you the violence was coming? That's what this is providing them. And. I just wish I just wish we had some means to uh, to bring certain apparatus in this country to its knees to where now we got your attention. I thought COVID did that. I thought COVID did that. What? What's but, that? Uh, what was that? What's what's COVID? What's that? Yeah, yeah. What that that hoax that we've been talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that hoax that the hoax has only killed one hundred eighty thousand some people, but you know it's a hoax, man. It's yeah. a hoax. Yeah, you know, we've we mentioned that this mask for, man. We've mentioned this before. Yeah, I'm, this is the only thing that I'm going to say about you know the convention from last week. Out of four days of the convention, and, and this is kind of getting off topic again. Not one word was mentioned about Herman Cain. Nope. Not one. Because nope. it goes back to it goes back to COVID. If yep. they mention his name, then they know that it, the reason is because of COVID. Yep. You That's know? sad. That's really and, sad. And that that tells you for all these these ex. Democrats or these black ball players that, that all these black folks they paraded in front of the audience last week yep. supported the current occupant. Guess what's going to happen to you when something like that goes on? They're not going to mention your name. They want to use nope. you. He wants to use you like a drum. They're going to discard you like a, a, a toilet paper full of shit that they're just flushing down yep. the toilet. Yeah, Just yep. saying. No, you're absolutely right, man. We, we we are too dumb to realize we're being used. I saw Herschel Walker, and I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> really? And then our guy, man, from our home state, the attorney know. general for our home state. I mean, come on. That to me, dude. He's you, a Republican anyway, so that's right. a, you're, you're an embarrassment, man. Here this <laughs> young girl has been dead. For over 150 days, and you have done nothing, absolutely nothing, to to take some action for her family and the city, whatnot. You haven't taken any action, and I just like, man, we we just we're stupid at times. We are stupid, man, <laughs> to be used by people who who mean us no no good. And like yeah. you said, when it's all said and done, I don't need you anymore. 
I don't need you anymore. But I, I, I like I said, we, we, we weren't going to talk about the convention, but yeah, I, okay. I thought that was really sad. I thought it was really sad and extremely disrespectful that you couldn't even mention Herman Cain. Uh, I thought that was very, very disrespectful to him, uh, his family, whatever. But like you say, if I mention you, because we know exactly what happened and, you know, you can't even do that. So it just tells you the callousness and the um, the non-empathetic people who are circulating in the orbit of the current occupant and the current occupant himself. So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> and hopefully the NBA players are get underneath his skin enough that he has coronary or something. Who knows? Something, man. Because <laughs> he seems to have an issue with the NBA, and I wonder why. <laughs> in, in, in effect, also, he, the only group he doesn't have an issue with is professional golf. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. You know? And most yeah. of the tennis players, because, you know, yeah. you look at the numbers of minorities that are involved yeah. in, in tennis, there's a few, you know, right. but, there's, you know, there, there's a few, but not many. Yeah. No. Yeah. But he, he's constantly going at the NBA and and we know why. So yeah. it's all good, man. It's all good. And so we're still hoping for change. We're still hoping and praying for change. And um, since we're talking about sports at the top of the broadcast, I'm going to throw this one over to you because, uh, again, we say we weren't going to mention anything about the convention. But uh, during the convention last week, uh, they had a very interesting speaker uh, one of the nights and some comments he made ruffled a few feathers of folks. So I'll throw it over to you and let you let you talk about the coach. <laughs> uh, let's see the coach that would be coach Lou Holtz uh, from the University of Notre Dame and what Lou Holtz said was basically that Joe Biden is not a Christian and yeah. if he's elected president the country's going to go further to hell and it's not going to be good for the country. Now, <laughs> most people know that Joe Biden has always mentioned his faith, his going to church and his Catholicism and so on. And for Lou Holtz to step forward and literally read somebody else's notes about uh, Joe Biden being a non a Catholic in name only that's blasphemy as you mentioned in one of your other one of our other podcasts lightning should have struck him right then and there yep and um, everybody knows that's there's no truth to that but they're going to bring that up they're going to talk about that just to try to create a wedge between Joe Biden and, and people that are Catholic, they, that they feel that should vote for the current occupant. Yep. Bottom yep. line. It was yep. so bad that um, later on, on Friday, I think it was, that the University of Notre Dame said, Lou Holtz is a damn fool. <laughs> Don't listen to Lou Holtz. He's a damn fool. We are not going to be controlled by some puppet of the current occupant. Yeah. 
Right, so right. Notre, Notre Dame pushed back against Lou Holtz. And uh, he just, I mean, Lou Holtz just fell in line and read the tell promptly that somebody else uh, uh, wrote for him. And everybody yeah. else up there. You yeah. Know? yeah. I mean, yeah. what do you think about this this guy? He, he won uh, one national championship. But, yeah. you know, to him, you know, to most people, he's supposed to be, you know, the me, me all to be all. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think doesn't the Bible say something about judge not lest ye be judged? I think it's <laughs> I think it's something in there about that, right? Yeah. So here you are. One, you're 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 another one of the current occupants lackeys who they pulled out. And so you're going to, like you say, blaspheme this guy who everybody knows is a true man of faith. The only way I think this guy has dealt with meaning Joe Biden, I think the only way that Joe Biden has got through all the 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 unfortunate circumstances, the, his his wife and his daughter dying in that car crash, his son dying. The only way you deal with that kind of stuff, you gotta cling to faith, man. You gotta cling to faith. And so if 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 you're gonna make a statement that Joe Biden is not a a he's only a Catholic in name only, and basically you're saying he's not a Christian, whatnot, then what's the current occupant? I mean, what is he? This guy is the anti of 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 what the love of Christ should be. I mean, I I, I don't get it, man. When when I heard him say that, I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, where do they find these people, man? You know, uh, Wayne in Matthew 24 and 11 basically says that many false prophets will appear and deceive yep. many people. Yep. Yep. Isn't yep. that isn't that the current occupant? That is it. That is it. I mean, I, and yeah, I, I that to me that was the most. I mean that that is like callous, man. Callous, callous remark. Because if if you haven't looked at this guy, uh, the former vice president, looked at his life and looked what what he's had to deal with, man. The only thing that that has sustained him has been his faith, and he is always seen with his uh, his prayer beads, you know, rosary beads, whatnot. Yep. Yep. I mean, so. He and his family, man, and, and the first, uh, the uh, the former uh, second lady, I mean, they are just good people. That's that's what I. When you see Joe Biden, no, is he the ideal candidate? No, he's not. But when you see him and when you hear him talk, you know that this this guy is a genuine human being. He really cares about people, and and you you don't get that from the other individuals. So the people coming out that he had last week. Primarily we're talking about Lou Holtz. It's like, dude, you you need you need to go pray, my man. You need to go pray. Because your your comment was way off base. And um again, judge not lest you be judged. And I think a lot of these folks, their judgment's coming. Their judgment is coming. So I'll leave it at that, my friend. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good thought yeah. right there, man. Good thought. <laughs> oh Lordy. Okay, what's up? On what's next? What's on next? The, uh, the so, I think I think we would be remiss if we did not talk about uh, the latest shooting that took place uh, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, last week. <clears throat> I I saw that uh, saw that video, man, and it just it repulsed me um, because here we go again, um, and I you know. 
uh, one of my coworkers called me on Friday. And usually, you know, I, these discussions don't come up because you try not to talk about politics and certain things in the workplace. But I got a I got a, a, a instant message uh, from a coworker and said, hey, I'd like to talk to you about D and I. And I'm like, what the heck is D and I? I couldn't like, OK, must be something had to do with, you know, corporate structure in the company or something like that. So I said, fine, I'm in a meeting right now. I'll call you back when I'm done. So I finished my meeting and I IM'd her back and said, hey, what good number can I call you at? She gave me a number. So I called and I said, yeah, you said you want to talk about D and I. Is that something have to do with the corporate structure of the company? Because I didn't put two and two together. She's like, no, I want to talk to you about diversity and inclusion. I'm like, okay, oh, surprise, surprise. Mm -hmm. But the discussion was centered around because someone had approached her to say, why are people, and it's always rioting, why are people rioting in Kenosha because this guy got shot? And I'm like, oh, okay. So I, and she said she doesn't, you know, this person went on like, why are they rioting and why are they burning everything down? You know, it, it does no use. And so she's like, I didn't know what to say. My coworker said, I didn't know what to say. So I thought I'd give you a call to see if you could educate me on it. And I was surprised as hell. But I'm like, you know what? This is an opportunity to educate. Right. And so, you know, I always take an opportunity to educate. And so um, I, I opened the discussion by one. Did you see the video? And she said, yes, I did see the video. And, and, and this is a white lady. And she said, the first thing I thought was, why did you shoot this man? Why did you shoot this man? There's three of you there. Why did you shoot this man? I said, you're absolutely right. Apparently he had been tased twice, but you got three cops and they can't subdue one man. And so in front of his kids, you shoot this man seven times in the back, seven times. And I said, contrast that to the next night, this little white boy walking down the middle of the street with an AR-15, he's shooting people, walks right past the police, nothing happens to him. So I said, a lot of the anger that you see within our community it's because there is a double standard when it comes to law enforcement and how you or I would be treated when we're confronted with the when the police confront us over something versus how whites are, are treated. And I said, people are tired. People are frustrated. They're tired. Is it right to burn down your own neighborhood? No, I do not agree with that. But people are tired and frustrated. And so that anger, it, 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 it comes out in that type of action. On top of that, you've got people who are there with the protesters who are there for the wrong reason. They are there to stir up trouble and then have that trouble appear as though, oh, the protesters are doing this. Right. You know, they're, 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 see what they're doing? See what they're doing? It's violent. It's violent. And, and that's pumping. And they're also, go ahead. They're, they're also there to cause problems so it makes the current occupant seem like he's doing some good. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I told her, I said, if, if you if you want to answer this person back, you can you can give them that analogy that one, there is a difference between how black men, especially black men, are treated in this country when there is a 
issue with law enforcement. And I gave her several cases. I, I gave her the example of a little white boy with the AR-15. He's walking down the middle of the street. He's already shot two people. You walk right past the police and they do nothing to you. Philando yeah. Castile, he's complying with the police and he ends up getting shot. I mean, so when is this going to stop? That's what I told her. People are tired. I said, I'm tired. And I said, you go ask any black person in our company. What do they feel like? And they'll tell you, we're freaking tired of this. We are stressed. We are tired. And we live a life of paranoia because you don't know. You don't know. And so she's like, wow, I really I really appreciate this, you know, giving me some, you know, something that I can learn from and whatnot. I said, absolutely. Always here. And so she's like, hey, I'd like to maybe call you next week and talk some more. I'm like, hey, I'm here. I'm here because isn't, if, isn't it interesting that she must be at least um, she must be at least 30 years old. She's a little older. Okay. She's, she's yeah. She she's one of our executives. She's one of our executives in the company. But isn't and, it uh, isn't it weird that uh, she's never seen this before? That's what that that's what I that's what I had to like throw out there. It's like you guys you you guys are picking up the narrative at George Floyd, and I said we, we're talking about way before George Floyd. I said we've been sounding the alarm in this country for a long, long, long time, but no one was listening because what was the what, what, what was man? What are these black people complaining about? Well, you know, white people get shot. Yeah, white people do get shot. Black people. What about black on black crime? I mean, that's their that's their famous oh, yeah. line. What about black on black crime? Yes, we know there's black on black crime. There's situ there's issues that are causing black on black crime. And social, I think sociologists have proven that most of the crime occurs amongst people who live amongst each other, you know, and, and that's that's the fact. And I don't hear nobody in this country asking anybody, what about white on white crime? I don't ever hear that. I don't yeah. ever hear that. I don't ever hear that. So I told her, I said, look, I'm glad that you guys are developing an interest. But you're picking it up right now from the George Floyd shootings. We can go way, way, way back. Oh, yeah. And we've been ringing that bell like, hey, America, why are you shooting black men in the street? And on occasion, you've shot black women. Are you you've law enforcement the way black women have been treated by law enforcement? We've been sounding this alarm, but no one's been listening. Now you want to listen. And so that's cool. But I think if you want to be educated, then I'm going to educate you and I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to tell you exactly. Well, granted, I'm only one black person. But I told her, I said, ask any other black person in this company how they feel about this issue. And they're going to pretty probably tell you pretty much what I'm telling you now. We're tired. We're fed up. And that sometimes expresses itself in, you know, actions that probably are not appropriate. I, I don't feel we need to burn down our neighborhoods and loot. But it's it's a it's an expression of anger and frustration. And so she thanked me for the time. Uh, she said, I'd like to talk to you again this week. So she's probably gonna call me again this week. But I'm not I'm not gonna turn down an opportunity to educate. I, I don't think in this age we cannot turn down an opportunity to educate and let people understand how we feel. So uh, that was my experience last week. So yeah, over to yeah. you my brother. What what, you know, what do you 
the thing that gets me is the um, the partisan uh, aspect of it. You know, black folks see this as you know anybody can see the guy shoot the guy. The guy's pulling on his shirt and he shoots him in the back seven times in front of his own kids. Now, the current occupant and all of his trolls and all of his followers will say, well, see, he had a knife down there on the floorboard. He was reaching for the knife. Yeah, I mean, that knife is really going to hurt these officers. He's really going to uh, do something that they felt threatened. You know, every time they try to find a reason, an excuse for why they were shot and or killed. Not that it was right, not that it was wrong. The fact that, oh, let's look into his background. Oh, we right. found out that when he was 12 years old, you know, uh, he was stopped by a cop because he was playing basketball inside the gym and the gym was closed on a Sunday. Yep. Oh, when he was 15 years old, uh, he got caught uh uh, jaywalking across the street. Oh, when he's 19 years old, he got caught with a marijuana cigarette in his hand. Yeah. You know, so they come up with those excuses. And the people that get that get me in all of this are the ones that follow the current occupant with just blind faith. Yep. They they say they feel that he cannot do wrong. And the, the thing that pisses me off is that he is the worst person to follow in the world. He has no character. He has no morals. But yet, yep. people are confused. They see that this person belongs to that party. And anything that that party does, I accept it, regardless of what it has to do with the country. You know, I've mentioned it several times. It's country over the party. Yep. If this party is not doing the right thing, I'll turn to a different party. If this candidate is doing something wrong, I'm not going to choose that candidate because he or she's a dumbass, and I'm going to choose the best candidate, even if it's a different party. But they don't see that. They're so consumed and so concerned about keeping power that they'll do anything and everything and lie about anything and everything just to keep power. Yep. Yep. And, and the same goes along with with shooting uh, Mr. Blake in the back, you know, seven times, who's paralyzed. And, and the, yeah. the other thing is that he he survived. He went to the hospital and they handcuffed his ass to the yes. bed. Yes, yes. He's paralyzed from the waist right. down. They, where the right. fuck he's going to walk? Is he going to get up and run away? Right, right. He He's a flight risk, but you've already severed the man's spinal cord. I mean, come on. Come on, man. It's it's appalling, man, how we are treated. It's appalling. It's appalling. Oh, my. And, and, but, but again, after the fact, they said, well, he's under arrest. What? He's under arrest because we had a warrant out for him. And, I mean, you, we, we know the formula, man. We know the formula. Some black person have a confrontation with law enforcement. They may get shot. That shooting may result in them being killed. And we know. 
that as soon as they start their investigation, like you said, well, you know, hell, when he was 10, he did this. And, I mean, it's like you assassinate this person's character. And why? To justify your actions. That makes you okay. It makes it okay for you to kill someone when they're unarmed and they were no threat to you. And they do that every time. So the, the character assassination has started. Um, and, and to me, man, like I told, I told the, uh, the executive who called me, doesn't matter. Okay, he had a knife in the floorboard of his car. He's walking away from the cops. He's not a threat to them. He is not a threat to them. And when he was shot, you, you, you didn't face the man like a man. You shot him in the back. You shot him in the back. Yeah. And so, I, I don't know, man. Going, going back know. to your question, this this uh, uh, guy that was there to protect businesses, you know, yeah. this, is, this is the idea that you're giving these folks the power to be vigilantes. Yep. And yep. then he, sh- he he doesn't shoot two people. He shoots three people. He kills three people. He yep. kills two. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then he's walking down the street, as you mentioned, he's wanting to be arrested. He has his hands up and the frigging cops drive right, right by him. Right. Right. <laughs> Oh, there's a guy with a gun and they go right by him. Oh, there's a guy with a knife. Shoot his ass. Wait a minute. Oh, there's a white guy with a gun. Hmm. Second Amendment rights. Black guy may have a knife in the floorboard of his. Let's shoot his ass. Right, right. And there, there was a protest today in Tallahassee, Florida. I don't know if you saw it. They had a protest in Tallahassee, Florida, some Black Lives Matter protesters. They confronted this guy and it got there was an altercation, whatever, a fight and broke out. And uh, he was filming the the pro the, the march or whatever it was. So they they confronted this guy and a fight broke out. And while they're on the ground, this guy gets up and pulls a gun. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, he's got to say they said he had a, a permit to carry, but he pulls a gun and people scatter. Well, the cops arrive on the scene, and does he get shot? No. They lay him on the ground, and they take the gun from him. No charges are pressed against this guy. So, as I told the executive, like, what are we supposed to think? What are we supposed to think when the majority of time we, uh, 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 any, any interaction with law enforcement, a lot of times we end up dead. Or injured very badly. Whereas we can go down the list, man, countless times that white people get on video cursing out the police in their face, pointing their fingers. Um, the lady who uh, pulled out before Sandra Bland, the cop who, con- who confronted Sandra Bland, prior to that, the lady had committed a, a, a traffic, a moving violation in traffic. Mm-hmm. She was told to go have a nice day. Cop pulled her over, said, "Have a nice day." Sandra Bland ends up dead. So, I, what are I don't know what white America expects us to think when you see that it's just blatant. There's two systems of of criminal justice in this country. So, I, I hope uh, Mr. Blake is able to mount some type of recovery. 
and if he does, I hope he sues the hell out of the city of Kenosha. I hope he sues them big time. You know what should happen, Wayne, is that police officers should be like physicians. They should make them pay or take out a $6 million insurance policy. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good idea. And if you shoot somebody and they're they are killed and you you are, are 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 guilty or whatever, their insurance pays for that. Not yep. the city. Yep. Make these cops pull out and make and make their um, deductible high as hell. Yep. You know, maybe make the deductible. You know, sixty thousand dollar deductible. Yeah, yeah. And then when they get callous and start shooting folks, you know, maybe they'll defuse the situation now that is taking money from their own pocket because they have to pay insurance in order to protect themselves. That's right. That's you know? Right. And, and 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 the FOP, the uh uh the Federal Order of, of, of Police Officers, you know, they have too much power that whatever cops will do, even if it's bad, they're going to back them. Yep. So I think forcing police officers to take out a, a huge insurance policy with a huge deduction may cut back on some of the violence right, on shooting right. unarmed people. Right. Because it's coming you, out of their pockets now. Right, right. And we know you. You and I both know that this is going to happen again. We already we know it. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen again. But nothing, nothing's, nothing is changing. Nothing is changing. Nothing is changing. And and we 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 can look to the Breonna Taylor case to see like what are, what are you doing? Yeah. This girl has been dead for over four months, and you haven't done a damn thing to give this family some indication that you're going to pursue pursue. Uh, some type of justice in this case. You haven't done nothing. And so I, I just, man, I tell you, I am just, I told my wife, man, and maybe you feel like that. I, there are days, man, I'm tired of being black. <laughs> I am tired of being black, man. You said that a few times, but guess what? I said a few times. You, but I you mean, you know, there's a, if, if, you, if you get a chance, man, check out a song. And I always got to throw some music in here. So there's a song by Cameo. Called Skin I'm In. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like that. It's, that's my, one of my ringtones. <laughs> man, that is deep. It is deep, man. And, yeah. and that that is how I me. Mean, it's like we we are just, and it's all because of the skin we're in that we're just we're tired, man. We're tired. Yeah, we're tired. And also talks about people talking out the side of their neck. <laughs> yep, talking out the side of your neck. Uh, <laughs> You know, there, there's a, you know, we, we've thrown out a couple of scripture references tonight, but I'll, I want to add one more. Proverbs says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Mm-hmm. And people are perishing in this country right now. Why? Because we have no vision at the top of our government. Like you mentioned, man, these people are only in it for themselves. 180,000 something people have died. And it's because our leadership has no vision as to how to deal with this. We have violence in the streets because people can't see. It's like your words 
have actions, man. Your words speak volumes, especially when you occupy the pulpit that you do. Your words uh, have actions. And and a lot of what's going on, man, I, man, this, this country is going to explode at some point if this crap doesn't get under control. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. get under control. And, so. and, and the, the easiest, the only way that it's going to get under control is that we got to vote this, yes. this guy out of office. Yep. You know, yep. and he is the problem. Absolutely. I, absolutely. He is the problem. He is the problem. He wants he to hold the, on to power so much yep, that yep. he'll do anything to keep keep yep. his power. And, and 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 his party or the party that he adopted, uh, they're just as uh, much cowards as anybody else because they sit there and say nothing. Right. Right. And as, and as 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 I'm pretty sure your mom told you and my mom told me, she's like, hey, if you out there running with people and something goes sideways and you're there, a lot of times, you know what? You're, you're guilty by association. And a lot of these enablers from the Republican Party, you're guilty by association, you know, because you, you've turned a blind eye to all the you know corrupt crap and the immoral crap that's going on. I mean, you are complicit. And so it, it's sad, man, to see where we are today. It is sad. It is really, really sad. And people are suffering because of this from the pandemic, from social injustice, from inequality. People are suffering, man. And and what I like about what's going on is I told uh, the executive who called me, I said, it ain't just black people in the street. You got white folks, you got Hispanic folks, you got a rainbow coalition of people in the streets saying enough is enough. And it, that to me is major because I think some people now, they're like, you know what? Uh, these people have been complaining about this too and we can clearly see that something is amiss here. So you know what? We're going to join the cause. And I think it's great, man. It's great. It, it's, it's what this country is about, man. You know, this country was was born out of protest. So here we are in 2020. Protest is uh, first, first and foremost on the yep. scene right now. So, Absolutely. And, yep. and and people people are definitely um, going to get out in the streets now. That's for sure. Absolutely. You know? and, and we just, uh, you know, just 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 think about it, as, as you mentioned that, um, you know, the people that were killed by this um uh, Kyle uh, Rittenhouse, is that his name? Yeah, Rittenhouse. Yeah, two white guys. You know, let's let's not not forget them, too, because they're out, you know, protesting for the rights of others. I mean, I think it's Anthony Huber and I can't think of the other guy's name. Anthony Huber and, uh, oh, gosh, maybe I should look at that. Anthony Huber. Oh gosh, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of. I, I, yeah, I wrote knew, it. I, knew the I wrote it down. I, wrote yeah, it I can't down remember early. the guy's name as well. But, uh, but peaceful protesters. Yeah, peaceful protesters. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, I mean, come on, man. You 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 walk right past the police, and people are saying, "Hey, this dude right here, he shot two people. Yeah, he's got a gun." Head. Yeah, they're pointing at him. 
And the cops walk right past this guy and do nothing. So why should I, as a black man in this country, believe that you, law enforcement, are going to treat me fairly when there is some situation where our paths have to cross? Why do I trust that you are going to treat me fairly when time after time we've seen, no, you don't, you don't. We end up dead or maimed or something to that effect. And, um, you know, it, this this has to stop. It has to stop, man. Uh, I, I hope it's sooner than later because we are in a bad, bad situation right now. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So our last topic for the evening uh, is a sad topic. And uh, when I heard this news, my daughter, uh, she, she's in the news. She she uh, texted me and said, hey, did you hear that Chadwick Boseman died? And I'm like, what? And she said, yeah. She said, it's go out on the Internet and look. And I'm like, nah, man, I, I this is unbelievable. So lo and behold, yes. Um, man, I, this, for something about this young man passing, it 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 it, uh, it feels strange. I don't know how you feel, but it, it to me it feels strange uh, because of the type of young man that he was. And uh, I yesterday I just I told my wife I said you know what I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have me a little mini marathon today. So I watched three of his movies yesterday, and uh, you can see, man, that this guy was about his craft. He was about the work. Uh, I watched uh, his last movie, uh, 21 Bridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played a detective, New York City detective. And then I watched Get On Up. Uh, he played James Brown. Yeah. And then I rewatched uh, The Five Bloods, uh, where he's uh, it's a spike movie on Netflix. I rewatched that. I, I, I don't think right now I can watch Black Panther. I, I can't go there. Yeah. I can't go there. Yeah. And I haven't watched Marshall yet either, but I definitely can't go. I, I can't go to Black Panther right now. But uh, what a tremendous young man, man. Tremendous talent. Um, you you just feel bad, man. I, and that's I feel bad. And I, I don't know why. I just feel bad yeah, that this I, young I, man is. You know I what I'm think, saying? I think it's the, the, the you have someone with a positive influence. You have somebody that. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. You have somebody that's been doing good his in, in, entire life. He's he's got a craft that he was um, very adept at. He's very well at his craft, and then he's 43 years old and he dies from colon cancer that he's yep. been fighting it for three or four years. Yep. You know, and to some people, to some people. They say, you know what? I don't care about that guy. He's playing the Black Panther. He's black. Yep. You know, and they don't see the work that he's done and so on. And it's it's a shame that someone that young, I mean, he's 20 years younger than I am. Yep. And he's well known and he loses his life, you know, so early. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, it, it gives you um, cause to think that the trillions of dollars that this country has can't do 
more to help out the medical field and help out the prevention of cancers and so on. Yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes things happen. You know, I had a, a a guy that coached with me who died from colon cancer. He was probably 10, 15 years younger than me. He was he was the guy was really a genius. And he was like 40, maybe 42 years old. Wow. And he coached with me for probably 10 years. He's my one of my assistant coaches. And he didn't even know that he had colon cancer because he had just gotten married. He'd had a couple kids and one of his daughters was playing in the and she jumped on him on his on his stomach and he got a sharp pain and it was intense. He goes Mm. to the uh, doctor and they examine him and he's got stage four colon cancer. Wow. And he didn't know it. And uh, Chadwick Bosman, he he had been hiding this, not hiding it. He he didn't let people know that he was had been battling it for these number of years. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, we always black folks always take the brunt of, of medical uh, issues. And so it's something that you got to check. You know, it's. You know, get those, get black folks, anybody, get out there and go see your doctor. You know, I get an annual physical, you know, every year. And just to make sure that things are what they're supposed to be, you know, and getting your colon checked out. I've had uh, probably three or four colonostomies because, you know, I think when I, the first cruise I went on, as a matter of fact, Wayne, in 97, when I came back from it, you know, I I told you I stopped eating, um, I stopped eating red meat and so on. Right, right. Well, I had, I had, uh, had hemorrhoids. And so that was because I wasn't digesting meat. And so when I got back to Indianapolis, uh, doctor said, well, we want to give you a colonostomy just to check and see if there's no colon cancer or anything like that. Because, you know, my mom died from colon cancer. Yeah, so well, it's in it's uh, it's in our family history, right? Right. And so I had you know, colonostomy. I've, I had them like for every five years. I've gotten them, yep, you know, and yep. they hadn't been anything there. But you know, that's one of those things you got to get you got to get checked out, man. It's yeah. a shame that someone with such talent is is gone. But yep. you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, and that's the that's the you know thing about it, man. You you did all this amazing work, and you're suffering. You know, you're 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 doing putting in this work, and you're suffering, man. And you you managed. I I don't know how you do that. Yeah. I don't know how you do that, man. The movies he made, and your 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 body is you know in pain, and you're you're dealing with this illness, but you're still managing to put in the work. And 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 my wife and I were talking yesterday. And you may hear it. You may have heard it around, you know, you hear it with some of the kids. It's like, well, you know, who who do we need to look up? Who do we look up to today and whatnot? And my wife and I said, you know, it's it's not like it was in the 60s where you had the Martin Luther Kings and the Malcolm X's and the Megar Evers and people of those statues, statues, you know, the, the, of that statue. But there are still heroes around today 
that the way they live their lives and what they bring to the table each and every day, to me, man, that's heroic. Right. And that's those people are like, yeah, they're worthy looking up to. And I put him in this category, man, um, because he put in the work every day. You can see it. And just the fact that you you dealt with this for four years and uh, I mean, you watch the movies, man, you would never think that this guy was that sick. Yeah. Yeah. You would never think he was this sick. So I I just I I can't watch Black Panther right now. Uh, I know they're one of the networks is showing it tonight. Commercial. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm going to finish the five bloods. I paused it right before we came on the air. I'm going to finish watching the five bloods, but, um, great body of work that, uh, will be left for us to enjoy and remember. And, uh, as usual, when we, uh, remember folks, we say rest in peace and rest in power, Mr. Chadwick Bozeman. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So. That is our show for tonight, my friend. Any other comments? Uh, looking forward to anything major coming up this week? No, not really. You know, just take one day at a time. Yeah, yep, uh, yep. There's always going to be something in the news that we can uh, get to next week. Absolutely. And, uh, we'll just kind of go from there, and hopefully, we'll have some topics that are uplifting. You know, because, you know, sometimes, as you said, you know, you're tired of being black. Well, I'm tired of things being, you know, (laughs) there's trouble everywhere. You know, there's some shit happening someplace, somewhere. And and it has an effect on us. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll move forward. We'll uh, we're we are on uh, SoundCloud and we are on uh uh, Google Podcasts and of course Apple uh, Podcasts. So uh, if you want to check us out, please do so. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, until the next time. Until the next time. Sayonara. Chiliamo dopo.